Uh, yes, hello, excuse me. I b- do believe I have a room here. D- d- hey, Get out of the way, Leonard, fucking bitch. Uh, this fucking guy again. Uh, he always shows up at the most inconvenient times. Excuse, yes, we have a room. Uh, we'll be staying for the podcast convention, and uh, I believe you have a room uh, here for me, Michael and Jeremy. That's one room. Probably with one bed. Yes, we like to snuggle. Um, excuse me, I was in line first, and uh, I would appreciate it if you. Uh, Can you believe this fucking guy, Leonard? He's the only podcast Jesus. that we stole and still haven't done anything with it. Not once. It's not even remotely it's, interesting. It's useless. Oh my god! And yet how we hold he, on to it. How did he even get invited to the podcast? Jeremy, he had like seventy-five episodes. Under he had his seventy-five episodes. Seventy-five episodes. Oh my god! And I can't, I can't listen to it. Do we even have seventy-five episodes? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. We're famous in Ireland. <laughs> uh, fuck this letter guy, dude. Whatever he's paying uh, for his room, we're gonna pay you double up, and just tell him that his room is, doesn't exist. Uh, okay. Here, here's an extra for you too. You, you hear do that, a job. You don't even exist. You know what? You people work in the hotel. You have a hard job. You have a hard job. Here, here's an extra no twenty dollars. Just leave, okay. Leonard. Here, nice fanny pack, dude. Do you have any boat rentals? Why are Just you like guys it. so mean Shut to up. me? Shut up, Leonard. Can I have my podcast Nobody back? Cares, dude. I just want my podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Steal your podcast. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great, as always. As I've historically <laughs> said, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm alive. Seems to be most of my responses to how are you doing is I'm alive. That's <laughs> so, uh, what is it, uh, nihilistic? <laughs> we believe is nothing. <laughs> I always, no matter how I'm feeling, if a stranger's like, hey, how you doing? I go, awesome, how are you? Always the response, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Who anyway. am I to make this stranger feel like a, oh, you right? Know? Yeah, Why exactly. Would I do that yeah, to them? put that onto a stranger. Yeah. I mean, the investment level of a stranger to another stranger's feelings is, is hit or miss. <laughs> I've always historically been far more emotional with people close to me, where I'm yeah. like, no, it's bad, and this is fucked up, but I'm going to tell you why. Can you sit down for 30 minutes? Because I'm about to speak. It's Can I a, get you a beer? It's a TED Talk. <laughs> I'm about to TED Talk you. and uh, with But with strangers, I'm always aloof with, yeah, awesome, everything. I'm honky-dory, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm always smiles yeah, put, and high fives. You think about that, putting that onto a, a stranger. It's, yeah, it's almost like a, a social experiment, almost. You know how people, oh, I've had a bad day, so he's being a dick to everybody. Like, I don't get that. Like, I'm mad, so I'll be mad, but I'm not going to be mad at you. You didn't do anything to me. I've actually started to develop that 
thought process of, you know, when someone's like weaving in and out of traffic to get ahead mm-hmm. and I'm like, that person's having a baby or something like that. You know what I mean? Like this, their, their child's in danger. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you cope with them fucking being well, jerks. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. Do I want to have the belief that, you know, this person is, I can either choose to decide that they're a dickhole in my mind and it's inconvenient and dangerous for what they're doing or say, not a lot of people do this. Maybe sometimes you come across that one that's like, I'm Batman, and I got, there's a crime in process, and I'm going to go stop it of oh, my own must, accord. There's some be, sort of real emergency in happening. Your, in your own Honda Accord? <laughs> With the fucked up fender? <laughs> that must be Batman. <laughs> I do this thing where I always stay in the left lane, and uh, I, go, I go what I like to call respectively fast. Which is like six to seven over, right? Oh yeah, I'm going like six to. Seven I mean, over. Florida. When uh, when it comes to Florida speeding, if you're Add going 10. between six and ten, you're fine. You uh, could blow past a cop doing ten miles <laughs> over. He's not going to do anything about it. If it says seventy, it's eighty. Yeah, and then you can go eighty-two. The only time anyone gets <laughs> like, pulled over in Florida on ninety-five is if they are going ninety miles an hour or over. Right. Those yeah. are the ones that get pulled over. <clears throat> I hate driving home from the airport. Because it's like, fuck that. You take 520 or 528. Everyone's from somewhere else. So they just go in the speed limit. And then there's like seven Floridians who are just like on everyone's ass. Right. And we're flashing their lights. Just we're just trying to get through. Like, just let me through. You'll never see me again. Get over, you idiot. So I stay in the left lane and I go respectively fast. Oh, I know you hate that. That's the worst. (laughs) Uh, I'm going respectively fast. And if I see someone flying up on me. I just get over to the right. Yeah, I just yeah, let absolutely. Them fucking fly. I don't even care what they're doing. It's like, oh, right, I do the same thing. This guy's just trying to go. Fa- this guy's going fast. The only time he wants to go fast, I'll just let him go, and I'll get back in my lane, and I'm cruising, dude. Yeah. The only time I ever hang out in the fast lane on 95 is if I'm going 86 miles an hour or over. That's the only time I'm in the fast lane, and as soon as I feel like comfortable, like ah, I want to do some cruising. You know, I don't want to. Gas is expensive, <laughs> I, <cruising laughs> so I get over the in the middle go. lane. You know, and cruising is the way to go, and then hang out at eighty in the middle you, lane. You speed away from pods. You don't get stuck in a group of cars. You go me 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 beep, beep, and you get away from them, and then you just chill in your zone. Yeah, and it's just you on the road. Right. Yeah, it's the best. Just real quick, just wanted to shout out our band of the week. Sepsis. Sepsis. A heavy metal band. I like it. Yes. They the song that uh, we featured here this to this day. Bloodlines. Bleed lines. Bleed lines. Bleed lines. Ooh. Yes. So check them out. We'll put links in the description for their music. Send us your music. You want us to play it, we'll play it. It's got like a throwback metal, hard metal vibe to me. Yeah. And it's a, a lady singer. She does real good. Yeah. Check them out, guys. They do a good job. Welcome to the podcast. So we're stealing a podcast today. It is called Tales from the Service Industry. And I love it. I love it. Because that is a podcast that has a lot of substance. A lot of people got stories about working in the service industry. It's one of the most... It's a high congregation there's a lot of different of people. people in that industry. There's, there's a lot of different things happening. You're a waiter. You're a busboy. You're a dishwasher. You're fucking what? I guess is service industry like also a street artist? Wouldn't a street artist be a service technically? No. I mean, you're providing a very weird niche service. Entertainment 
is service. Entertainment, is yeah, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily because, like, ser- service implies uh, there is some sort of not act. Good. No, because it says. Well, I mean, it says it can handle in goods if they're not handling manufacturing. Right, it's like a rest. It's a you're, you're, you're providing an act. Bartenders. Right. Yeah, you're providing a, a an act. Jugglers. 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 Bartenders. Five dollars, please. Jugglers. I juggled four babies. <laughs> now pay me these ten dollars before I go to jail. We've had service industry jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Lots right. of them. <clears throat> oh, and the uh, so tales from the service industry is hosted by Bill, Miss B, and Liz. And, and obviously, Bill is short for Billiam. Uh, Miss B is Miss Business Bill- Bitch. Miss Billiam. <laughs> M- Mrs. Billiam. Business Bitch. I mean that with respect. So boss Bitch. Boss Bitch. Okay. Business Bitch. Boss Bitch. bitch. The word bitch can be fun sometimes. You and, should try it And sometime. not derogatory. But And then Liz, which is obviously short for Blizzard. I'm not trying to respectfully. Be, I'm not too respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. But we, I, I haven't asked, so I, I, I can't confirm or deny. So what they do, Jeremy, is they work in the, they work in the civic service industry, and then they tell stories about the crazy shit that they see. And we have stories. About the service industry. What was your first service industry job? Okay. Uh, There's a lot of them here. Okay, so I would say can't it was a candy store. My very first service oh, yeah. industry. It was it was a candy store, and it was owned by an uh, an immigrated Indian couple, um, and they they were down to brass tacks. They were like, I need to hire cheap fourteen year olds to <laughs> run my store while I go off and do what I like. So probably they, other stuff. They so probably, they hired 14-year-old Mike Riley. <laughs> and you know what happened when I was running that candy store after my non-existent training? You ate all the candy? I ate so much candy, Jeremy. <laughs> I was a 14-year-old running a candy store in the mall, in Merritt Square Mall. It was a candy it, and then it, it was a candy store and then it was an Auntie Anne's pretzels and now it's another thing. Every time I go back every couple of years it's a different business. It's weird walking around in that mall. It is, isn't it? Yeah. With the smell. Remember uh, they used to have the Piccadilly in there? Yeah. Remember the Piccadilly? Mm-hmm. We would go there on the on the weekend, and then we'd just like, hey, man, you want to go to Piccadilly? You want to feel is, fancy? It wasn't fancy. It no, was, it wasn't fancy. It was, it was, it was all old, old people. people. <laughs> it was the L- old buffet. <laughs> a la carte. No, yeah, yeah it was a la carte. So you had, to, you, you had your tray, and then you put a plate on it, and then you walked past like at a subway, and instead of saying, do you want lettuce and tomatoes? You're like, I want potato tots and potato salad <laughs> and you walk past oh I would love some pork and some fried chicken and then you walk past they just and pile you, your plate up and yeah don't they weigh it or something at the end no no what each was plate was money like it was oh, money just it was like five bucks a plate remember yeah it was like because yeah, yeah, this is yeah. what 20 2005 god I remember going to, and there was always an old black man playing piano in there yeah yeah, he was just playing the piano. Yeah, soft piano for the old people and Michael and Jeremy. <laughs> we're just sitting, you're like, this is fancy. I'm like, the, do you remember the lighting? The weird lighting. It was dim. It actually remind the the carpet. You remember that weird carpet with the, it was like green with like dot. It was like a hotel carpet. Yeah, like a seventies hotel yeah. carpet. Yeah, like and then the shining. <laughs> and then I remember the 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 walls were kind of tan, and then there was the black curtains on the wall. That covered up whatever was behind the wall. They just had yeah. black curtains coming down on like one side. The funniest thing I think is when you're going through the a la carte line 
uh-huh. are the different types of people that work there. We're talking service industry. That's right. right. <laughs> so there's old the same people who are getting the plate to sit down and eat are the same people that are behind the counter or someone in high school. Right. <laughs> like a young black dude yep. <laughs> who just needs yep. a job. And he's like, None, no one will see me here. It'll be fine. I'll work here. And then people like us are like, let's fucking go to Piccadilly. Yeah. Let's walk through the food court and go into the dark corner of Piccadilly. Yeah, and then it became a laser tag place. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a laser. I never. And now it's something else. Actually, I don't think it's anything now. Did you ever play laser tag in there? What? One time. I never went in there. One time in I, my entire life. I was like, that was Piccadilly. That's weird. I don't want to yeah. run around in there and play laser tag. Right? <laughs> All the-, the spirits of the old people in there. Oh my god! <laughs> they say that when people die, they like go, try to go back to places that held like really important memories. Is haunted, and those those haunted old la- those old people time. really love that Piccadilly. Mike, how funny <clears throat> would it be if we leased that space out and turned it into like a restaurant, but at a haunted restaurant? <gasps> a haunted restaurant. We make like a haunted Piccadilly a la carte style. Wait, would people be able to go in there and get food, or yeah, would yeah, it be yeah, like yeah. a fake experience? No, it'd be if we'd have food, but it'd be really shitty old oh, people okay. food, like Piccadilly's always been. Right, like <laughs> overdone ro- peas, like, boiled chicken. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want beans? Just hot dogs. <laughs> hot dog day. <laughs> Just hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, we could uh, we could make a haunted experience in that spot. Absolutely, that'd be funny. This is this is a good segue into probably one of my favorite service industry jobs. I was working at the UCF Arena at UCF. It's called something different now, but back in two thousand seven, it was the UCF Arena, right across the, you know in between the towers, you know, uh, along the, Gemini. The two towers? No, there's four of them. Huh. I lived in Tower Two, the second one. You walk, You have to walk past the first tower on the left and get to the second oh, one, and that's yeah, the one I that I lived oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, Wait, no, I was the one before that. Yes. It's in that courtyard, isn't it? No, I'm so sorry. I was in the, I'm in the first tower on your left. Tower one, probably, if I had to guess, is the first one on the left. I know because I went over and made out with a lady on the other one, and I had to walk past where I normally <laughs> go. It. I gotta and then walk it was un- back to my fucking tower. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't recognize. It. I was like, "Wow, it's exactly like mine, but different." Uh, that place is weird. That whole fucking. But I worked at the. Weird. But I worked at the arena, and so as a teen, I had two jobs. One was at the movie theater, and then the uh, AMC eating all the candy and off Alfea. <laughs> I was I was working at the uh, the uh, Waterford. No. Yes, Waterford Lakes Wait, AMC. You, you worked in a movie theater for a long time. I worked at three different movie you theaters. You were in the movie theater. Dude, right I have next, so many movie posters. You worked in the movie theater right next to Piccadilly. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was Cobb. That was yeah. my Okay, so I had left my <laughs> I had left my my job as a uh, fi- no, I think I was 15. My as a 15-year-old boy in a candy store. Uh, I worked there for 2 months and then my brother Jeff got a job at Cobb Theaters. Yeah. <clears throat> right across, right across. You could you could throw an apple at it. What a perfect job for Jeff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff uh, was perfect for Jeff. Movies and stuff. And so I got a job there. I had a blast. I eventually got fired from that job uh, because I started dating a girl after my 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 at the time longtime girlfriend broke up with me after she went off to college. And then I got fired because the new girl that I was dating at the movie theater, uh, I traded breaks with her and she was a minor. And so she went over her time period, which is a big liability. And then they fired me because of that. <laughs> you're, so, you're such a bad boy. And then she gave me a blowjob <laughs> in my car in the parking lot. <laughs> I had no job and one blowjob. 
<laughs> was that a fair trade, do you think? Probably wasn't the same day. Pro- probably not. It was... I don't remember. Was that, that a good trade-off, though? At what? least you got the blip. Wait, she was a minor? Wait a minute. Well, I was also a minor. <laughs> Let's clarify real quick. <laughs> we were both we were She both was a minor. minor, and I gave her my break, so she got fired, and she sucked my dick in the park. Well, the problem is it didn't affect me because it allowed me to go on break sooner. The You know, the trade-off. So it just worked out in your favor all around. So I got to go on break sooner because of something. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was. I don't think we were dating at the time. Oh, yeah. I think it was the same day because I think she felt bad. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to delete all this. No, don't. Don't. Don't say her name. This I'm is not going story, to. This is story, dude. People in Ireland don't know who she anyway, is. Anyway, so the UCF <laughs> arena, <laughs> and I was working at another movie theater. I want to I want to talk about movie theaters, dude. I working went to, in a movie theater. I did shrooms at the second movie. No, the third <laughs> movie theater that I worked at, because after, after- What were you doing? What was your job? Cobb, I worked at Cinema World, huh? What was your job? I was I always, it was either Usher or Concessions. So I never, I never got to go up into the, I never, was never in the, um, the, I was never a projectionist. So you either sold candy and popcorn? Or right. What's the usher? Uh, they they uh, tear the tickets or clean, clean. Yeah, they they got brooms and dustpans. They walk around cleaning. <laughs> You're a janitor. Movie theater. <laughs> the movie yes. theater janitor. Yes. <laughs> so it was either janitor or candy salesman. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, I sold tickets too. Okay, I think I was at the ticket next, counter for a next, little while. Next to projectionist, I believe that working in the ticket counter is the best job at the movie theater. Well, now they've combined them. A lot of movie theaters now, the concessionist is the ticket person. How cool was it when you walked up to a thing and there was like four people in it? <laughs> Bulletproof glass. Yeah, and, there's, and they're just like, <laughs> and they're just typing away and they print out and they hand you the tickets and the money. That whole experience. Dude, I go to a movie theater and it's just one lonely chick just sitting in a thing. And she's like, here's your ticket, sir. And there's like three other people that walk into this movie. <laughs> Maybe I just don't go to movies on opening nights anymore. Dude, but. one time I was t- I was a ticket taker. I was the only one, and it was really late, and uh, I think it was the last showing of the night, and then this middle-aged woman walked by. I'm a young boy. I'm 16 years old <laughs> working as, as a ticket taker or a ticket hander-outer, ticket person, right? <laughs> There's a name for it. And then she goes, well, here you go. This is for you. And then she whipped out her tit and shoved it on the glass, and her <laughs> and her areola was the size of like the, the sp- pastrami. The Slices that you get at Subway, yeah. Jeremy. Her areola was that large. <laughs> you could use it as a coaster for your beer stein. <laughs> did you tell her that as it was? No. Did you flick it when it was on the glass? What did you no. do? Oh, well, I ignored it completely, and I didn't know how to handle mean, the situation. Oh, you froze? Are you yes. saying you just froze? You were a possum? <laughs> did you turn into a possum? <laughs> did you at least look at the tit, or did you just like? Well, it was away? there. It was imp- it was it was, it was impossible to miss. <laughs> she had put it directly into my, my. I was talking to her, and then all of a sudden, her boob was on the glass, and it wasn't great. I just it's haunting me now. <laughs> so then, anyway, I, I eventually got a job at the UCF Arena, <laughs> and uh, I was event staff there, and it was great in college because you got to pick the events that were coming up that you wanted to sign up for, and you had to be quick about it because if it was a really good concert. A lot of people are going to want to work that show, so you have to like get in there quick as soon as the list comes out, and then you can say, "Okay, yeah, I'm going to be uh, so what was it? working it was, the Slipknot concert." It's, like, uh, it's more like, "No, I want tickets to Fallout Boy." <laughs> the, yeah, Fallout Boy was there. Uh, ooh, Blue Blue Oyster Cult played one yeah. time, and Santana. And so I was, I got the smoking section. 
during the Santana concert. Yeah. So I had to watch the door for the smokers to go outside and smoke. And I was just standing there. And I would memorize the people that walked out so that way they would be the same people going in. And if anybody else that wasn't on that list in my brain, they did not get to go through that door. And yeah, it was just Every like... Every time I meet that guy, when I'm at a venue, yeah. and there's that guy who's like, hey, I'm like, hey man, I'm going out to smoke. Like I make sure someone knows. I make an interaction with that person. Yeah. I always do an interaction like, hey, how's your night going, dude? Like, oh, I'm just going to smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back, dude. Yeah. And I look him in the eye. You know, it's just that you make it an interaction with this person. Yeah. So they just, when you come back, they're like, oh. Ah, I'm a hey. law-abiding fan of this music. <laughs> yeah, when you walk back by, the, the guy's always like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, oh, that's the guy that was nice. Yeah. When he came out. Right. And they're like, what's up, man? Go on in. All right. Easy peasy, right? Did you have those types of interactions where people were like, when they oh, out yeah. to smoke, they're like, oh, yeah. hey, what's up? And they F- point Especially at, you. at the Santana concert. You have the shirt on, right? Everyone was everyone was 50 or older. <laughs> hey, young man. <laughs> you smoke weed? <laughs> and it was, it was a lot of the ladies in that age range, a lot of them were wearing leather. Mm. Leather, booby shirts. Nice. Leather ones. It was weird. I was like, this is Santana. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got Dave Thomas. <laughs> Can you help me? I'm bent. I'm so scared that I'll never Dude, get put back together. You didn't, you didn't know that was leather mu- music? No. That's definitely leather music. Oh, leather feather. Mm. Curly shoes all the way to his shoulders. <laughs> this is a strange Frenchman with his curly shoes anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, those are leather people, dude. All right, Jeremy, I want to hear about one of your first. Sir, your actually, I, I do believe the story that you you know what I'm talking about. The yeah, story that I want you to my tell. First that was job. your first service industry job. Yeah, it's my. It was my first. Well, I've gotten paid to do like I helped people. Yeah. With stuff, and they'd pay me. But my first, like, hey, you know, you work here, sign this. You're an employee. Yeah. Was a vegetarian restaurant. Uh huh. And they were like new. They're like, we're gonna. This was before being vegetarian was cool. Yeah. Which it's dumb now again, right? Doesn't pe- don't people think it's <laughs> it dumb its, now? It has its t- uh, ebb and flow. A few years ago, everyone was like, uh, chick, do you know what they do to chickens and chicken nuggets? And you're like, shut up, dude. I'm dipping it in sweet and sour. <laughs> right? <laughs> do you prefer Wendy's or fucking... And, and so uh, it was this vegetarian restaurant. I don't know. I don't remember how I found it. I don't remember how I found the job. But it was... I had just gotten, I needed a job to pay for something. I think I had just gotten, was that when I got kicked out of school? (laughs) It might have been after I got arrested Uh and stuff, and I had Uh to start paying. I did community service. Was that a job? Because I did, yeah, I think it was around the same. Did you have this job before Publix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Publix is what I consider my first real job. Right, but yeah, I want to hear the first job. I did community (laughs) service, I think. So, yeah, there was this vegetarian restaurant. I found my way into getting this job at this fucking place. And it was in the middle of a residential area in uh, Coco hmm. Village. Coco Village? Yes, Coco Village. But not where, like, the ice cream and stuff, like, not where it's all really happening. It's, like, kind of down the road where it starts becoming, like, houses and apartments. Oh, and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So um, I get in there, and there's, like, three older people. I'm young. Yeah. I'm, like, 15 or 16, something like that. I'm like, all right, all these old people, and they're making veggie stuff. And I walk up, I'm looking at the flax seed bread, and like, 
it's dimly lit too, so I wouldn't walk in and order anything from this place because it just doesn't. The vibe isn't right. Uh. It's just dark inside, and there was like the three same people came almost every day Ew. to buy food. Gross. And uh, when I first got in, they're like, "We'll show you how to make the food later." Right now, you need to clean these refrigerators out and uh-huh. deep freezers. Dude, I opened them up and it was just flies. Oh coming god! Out. This is and this isn't like out back. Yeah, there's it's like in the, the room, building. The, the room you walk into, and then a divider where you go into where the person is to take your order. Is it's, it's kind of like Subway, like the stuff is right there. Yeah, and then there's a it's just open in the back where you can see where all the food is stored and all the stuff is there. It's back there. And I open it up and all these flies are coming out. It just smells like rotten fucking fruit. Ugh. Just this dude. Gross. And uh, so I'm cleaning them out. I'm dragging these things out into the yard and I'm just washing them. So first of all, the refrigerators <laughs> are fucked. This whole place is <laughs> fucked. And I'm washing. It's a, it's a 15 year old boy who doesn't give a shit washing them out. Right. Just to get a fucking paycheck of what? I think it was like six bucks an hour. Oh, at the time? Yeah. I think uh, when I like, got a job at Cobb, it was five seventy five. Yeah, I think when I was doing they offered me. And like then it six had something. just gone up to six fifteen shortly that, after. It was probably six fifteen, somewhere yeah. around there. Cause I <laughs> I was like, Yeah, dude, that sounds great. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Ugh. We made such little money. Uh, I remember a two week paycheck <laughs> was like two hundred and fifty dollars. You're like after I did taxes. It. You're like I did it. This That's is. money that I earned. <laughs> now I could buy some chocolate and go to this concert. I mean, this was also back when gas was uh, just getting over a dollar. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember after it was like over a dollar, and you're like, "Oh my god!" At this rate, gas is going to be eighteen dollars a gallon by the I, time I, I'm out driving. When I was like really driving around, I think it was like a dollar eighty something, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" They always say gas prices were high. This is crazy. Because I yeah. remember people saying, okay, it used to be 80 cents a fucking gallon. I'm like, must have been nice. Now I'm over here paying this whole dollar eighty seven, And, and when, now I go to fucking pump, it's like four ninety two. And when, yep, when Bush, <laughs> when Bush was fucking, pre- when Bush was president, the gas skyrocketed to like four dollars and eighty cents, <laughs> four seventy five. And we've just hovered around there ever since. And I was like, oh my God, gas is going to be fucking eighteen dollars. One, man. One day, one day. Can't believe you worked in a fucking candy store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to yell at you. All right. So another really great uh, thing that the podcast, the, the Tales from the Service Industry show podcast, Tales from the Service Industry is a podcast. And uh, one of the things that they do on their show is they do Asshole of the Week. So do you remember the worst asshole you've ever dealt with in any of your service industry jobs? Uh, when I worked at Publix <clears throat> and I was bagging groceries, this is the first one that, po- there's probably a lot. This is the first one that pops up. It's the first time someone really freaked the fuck out on me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't someone I worked for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a stranger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had, he wanted everything in one paper bag, right? And it was a lot of shit. It was one double paper bag and you can, you can ask for these things at Publix. That's why they, they have all the options right there. Yeah. You can, I want everything inside of a paper bag, and then I want you to put that paper bag in a plastic bag <laughs> so it has handles. <laughs> like, they do that shit. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. <clears throat> so the guy tells me that big dude, big old guy hunched over, like 6'4", mm-hmm. big, and he's like, 
want every single one back. You go, yes, sir. I'm good at bagging. I'm working back office. I'm just You're helping out. it up. Dude, I was the best at Publix. I was the best. Nice. Because I was like doing something else. I'm supposed to be counting this, whatever. I'd look over and before they could say like, oh no, we need help. I'd be like, I guess I'm a bag boy for half an hour. And I just walk over and start bagging stuff. Yeah. Hey, sir, how you doing? That The coolest part of Publix was talking to people. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's up? Uh, oh, you had a baby? Oh, yeah. Tiff. Tiffany and Ron, right? Like, oh my God, you remember those? Oh, we bought apples last week. <laughs> it's hella cool, dude. You make relationships with people. Yeah. And so... Uh, you biked to that job. I walked. Well, I thought you had a bike. No, I walked. It was an hour or something walk. Yeah, because you were on Tropical. Yeah. No. Yeah, you were off of South Tropical. Nope. Where were you? No, I was in Cocoa Beach, and I lived in Cape Canaveral. Oh. I lived in the fucking ghetto of Cape Canaveral. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I was walking to work every day. And eventually Damn. I got a longboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a beach kid. <laughs> I was longboarding, shirtless. Well, you're going down A1A. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that tracks. Oh, man. They totally know who we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, we all just those, gave you our work history. All, all those... All those fucking hackers in Ireland, dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was bagging this dude's groceries as he wanted. So, he had meat and vegetables, right? A twig and, and berries. He had cans. And he had vegetables and he had meat. And he wanted a double bagged, one bag, double bagged paper bag. So, I was like, Psh, stack those cans down there. Give it some fucking, give it a Base. foundation. Yeah, give it a foundation. It needs a foundation, right? Spread out the fucking weight. And then I took the meat. And I double wrapped the meat in a plastic bags. Yeah. So I wrapped it one way in a plastic bag, wrapped it the other way, and I put it in. And then I wrapped all of the already wrapped vegetables in a bag and yeah. tied it and put it on top of the meat. Nice. And put it in the thing. And he saw it, and he, fr- dude, he grabbed the fucking vegetables and he started throwing them in the cart. He opened up the bag and he's like, "You put meat with vegetables? This is great. How could you possibly? You wanted it in one bag. I, I didn't." I didn't freeze, uh-huh. <laughs> but what I did is I started looking at him and I was just like, sir, I rat, I tried to explain, but he was just getting mad. And then all of a sudden all the managers like came from the front thing and they uh-huh. were like, Jeremy, go in the back, Jeremy, go in the back. I guess it looked like I was about to be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, get in the, go, go count the money, Jeremy, get out of here, go count the money. And I was like, all right. And they were like, they settled with the guy. They're like, he did exactly. They like went and they looked at the cameras. I don't know what this dude was trying to do, but he just like freaked out enough to where like the whole store stopped. Oh my God. They're all just looking. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I'd made this perfect. (laughs) There was times when I worked there, they mentioned there's bag boy competitions. Oh, did you know there's bag boy competitions? No. So these bag boys get together. It's like an annual thing. And they bag groceries. Yeah. And then the it gets judged by time mm-hmm. and how they're bagged. Right. And that's the mentality I had when I was a bag boy. I was like, I'm going to be the best. Ah. So if I'm like, going to do this, I'm going to do a great I'm job. putting stuff. What do you need? Boom, bam, bam, bam. I'm stacking it like this. Hell like yeah. I said, build the foundation. Yeah. Like service industry stuff made me like, how can I make this person super happy right now? Yeah. And that's a good fucking lesson in life, I think. Sure. <laughs> 
Hello, everybody. Future Michael here to tell you about Dungeon Studios. Go to their website, dungeonstudios.co, and download one of their modules. You can play D&D with your friends. They have the Enron Chronicle, which is a webzine talking about all the new and wonderful things related to Dungeons & Dragons. They have a merchandising site. You can get Dungeon Studios merch. You can go to their Facebook page. They have lots of fun memes. Okay, bye. Yeah, so I think my asshole of the week is, so the industry that I currently work in, it has, uh, I guess technically the story is, it's not not service anymore, it's sales. Yeah. Damn it. Is that still, well. I mean, I'm selling a service. That's the thing that I'm doing. I used to do the service. I always felt like service service is kind of a mentality as well, right? You're dealing with a customer, you're selling, I think that service industry is being helpful i guess i'm the first stage as part of the service i'm technically giving them the service so it counts <laughs> giving them so the anyway, business so people can call our company and they can request a inspection and we do them for free right but the point is you do a really good inspection and then you say listen we can do this better you know the, the, or you have some problems we have a service that will alleviate these problems and then you you know Get a chance to pitch its features and benefits. And here's what I found: it's fucked up, and I can fix it. Exactly. <clears throat> so there's this one guy who calls us, and I run through. I make a graph of his whole irrigation system. I'm labeling what zones all the heads are on. I have this beautiful fucking graph. You're ju- you're building him a CAD. You're giving him a blueprint. Yeah. Of his backyard. Yeah. And so I'm like, listen, this thing, this thing, this thing. We, we need to we need to get these remedied. And he goes, okay, well, I'll tell my guy. And I'm like, but, uh, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, so I just get the free inspection because your company offers a free inspection. And I said, right. And he goes, yeah, so if there's anything wrong, I have a guy that'll fix it. He just lives in the neighborhood and he'll just fix it for me. <laughs> I pay the handyman down the road. And so, like, my nice, gra- my nice graph, th- it doesn't go to the person. So I'm like... All right, then. Have a good day. And I took my graph with me. <laughs> he did not get to keep it. <laughs> did he want to keep it? Well, uh, I mean, he didn't say it explicitly, which would have been a much better opportunity for me to be like, well, unfortunately, you do have to purchase the graph as part of the deal. So, no, you cannot just have my graph that I worked on for 25 minutes. No. <laughs> Getting wet in your fucking backyard, letting all of your sprinklers hit me as I'm examining each head on your property. Fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know that handyman, though? That guy? That Oh, I've got a guy that'll come over. He'll trim the trees. He'll fucking build my shed. Mm-hmm. There's always a handyman. Yeah. Especially here. Yeah. There's one at every neighborhood has that guy. His garage is full of shit. And he's got the van with the ladders on it. Yeah. And he does a little bit of fucking everything. That's a real job you can have. Oh, yeah. You just walk. You, hey, my name's Jeff. And I fix everything (laughs) i noticed your siding's a little crooked (laughs) would you like me to fix that because i can do that yeah anyway so i don't know yeah that's uh that's my most recent i'm trying to think of like the worst asshole i've ever had and i have a really hard time so i'm either not being able to remember it due to trauma (laughs) or i just don't hold on to stuff it's 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 one of the two 
I had a guy, I don't know if you asked if uh, roofing was service industry. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it definitely falls under it's more con- construction. construction, yeah. right? I guess we're pro- we're providing a service, but it's our trade. So I don't yeah. know if that's a thing. But I did have a guy who saw us packing up for a weekend. We were going home, and he went walking by, and he saw all of our luggage in the trucks. Mm-hmm. And he fucking called <clears throat> the foreman off the roof, my buddy, called him off the roof, and <laughs> said, hey, uh. Weather looks pretty good over the weekend, so I called your boss. He called the company and talked to the CEO, not Uh even the project manager. Like He went straight to the CEO, and he's he's like, hey, I think these guys should work this weekend. Weather looks good. And so the guy was like, yeah, you got... So we just worked another week. Oh, my God. six hours away from home. Oh. So then that last day, you have to drive six hours, and then you have to go back on the Monday, so it's not even a whatever. Yeah. Might as well have stayed. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Motherfucker, he just walks by. I think they should work some more. We were already ahead of schedule. This is and just everything. a guy, right? He well, he's he's the guy who owned the building. So you hire a company, uh-huh. and then they go, "All right, we will." The guy goes, "I want to buy this." Well, more like a company goes, "I want to buy this land full of trees, mm-hmm. and I need it turned into an Amazon warehouse." Well, I'm going to sell it as an Amazon warehouse. If they don't want it, fuck it. It's a Walmart where it's a warehouse. I'm building yeah. a warehouse. He hires a guy in the company who then hires a roofer and a, a concrete guy and the people to cut the trees down and to grade the yeah. land. And they handle that, right? Mm-hmm. So the general contractor guy walked by. I was like, everyone's gone for the weekend and the roofers are still here. Looks like they want to leave. I want more roof done. Oh, we God. were ahead of schedule. He just went, fuck it, called the fucking owner. Oh, what an asshole. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the most indirect asshole that I dealt with. Yeah. He wasn't an asshole to me, but he was through his actions. Yeah. And, it would, and the results thereof. <laughs> yeah. He was like, fuck you, dude. Everyone's packed. We're all happy. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. We get a half a day at home. Oh, yeah, dude. What Do you have any, like, when you were in the movie theater, I want to go back to movie theater because I'm <laughs> yeah. fascinated. I really I worked am. at three, yeah. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the movie theater thing. Well, the midnight showings were cool. You know, they have to test the reel, right? So they'll get a new movie in. It'll be a new, brand new release movie. And so they, they get the film put together and then they do a test run. And they'll do that after the movie theater closes. So uh, I remember one of the the... Movies that I got to see, it was whichever one, it was Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher, and Ashton Kutcher was like dating Bernie Mac's daughter. <laughs> sure. It was like a wedding movie, a romantic comedy of some kind. So that I did a midnight showing of that movie. <laughs> Hairspray. Did you get to watch, is midnight showing, do you watch them? Huh? That's the midnight showing is you get to see it the night before it comes right. out. Right. So only only people that work for the company. Well, I mean, you know, obviously there's some midnight showings, but like uh, this was like a test showing. To see if it would work in your reels and it all smooth to go for tomorrow. Yeah. Just make yeah. sure that the there's no issues with the film so that way you can, once it's spliced together, because they give you the canisters, which have bits of the movie in it. And then the, the guy in the projection booth has this big giant table and he has to put together he has to splice together the actual film to make it one coherent piece of film so when it goes through the projector the whole movie plays but the whole movie is shipped in these cans split up into two or three cans is that still the way it is well a lot of them are digital now that's interesting so a lot of them and so you know the reason that concessions are so expensive at movie theaters is because the company rarely makes a lot of money on the ticket sales 
because that goes towards the movie. The movie theater is renting the film in order to right. show it to the masses. So the more money that a movie makes, that's why more money goes to the company that made the movie. So they're basically saying we get a percentage of whatever the ticket sales are associated with this movie and you guys get the rest, right? So the, they're really not making a ton of movie on the tickets. The mo- majority of the movie is made in the concession stand. Money. Yeah. The money. What did I you say? You said movie. The movies are made in the, <laughs> the concession stand. The majority of the movie is made in the concession stand. The majority of the money made is through the concession stand. <laughs> That's why you always have to go get the popcorn and the soda. Yep. If, you, if you want to see movies in theaters, you have to go buy some popcorn or and a why, shitty pizza or yep. whatever the fuck And that's why it. when you walk out, you're paying $35 mm-hmm. for a drink, a popcorn, and a hot dog. <laughs> you know, I never was... I've, I've heard comedians be outraged by movie theater concession prices, but I've always accepted that concessions anywhere are more expensive. It's not just the movie theater. Everywhere you go, it's like, this is a $6 hot dog, and it's just a boiled hot dog. Right. Yeah. It's not even Nathan's. But you know that when you go buy stuff at concessions, you know, you know you're about to spend $7 on mozzarella sticks, and you yep. get three of them. Yeah. Like, right. You know that. Yes. It never made me upset. People are like, fuck, $7 M&M's is bullshit. And you're like, fucking, what do you mean? It's, you knew that when you walked in the door. It's not brand. Oh shit! I thought they'd be a dollar. You you already knew, bro. I I found I found some trauma. I was thinking really hard about it. Did you find? I found someone? some trauma. Now this wasn't me working at my service industry Wait, job. Mike, point on the beer where they touched you. <laughs> but anyway, so I wasn't working. It was it was my girlfriend at the time. She was working at Nature's Table. Is this the blowjob? What? No. One? No. Oh. No. I'm just, I'm just saying. I had a girlfriend, and at the time she was working at Nature's Table. Was she also a minor? Stop it. <laughs> anyway. So she was working at Nature's Table, and then a woman was really mean to her, and she was my girlfriend, right? So this woman was really mean to her, and it made her cry, and I was on break from the movie theater, and so, no, I think I was off completely. I just came by to see her while she was working. You both worked in the the mall. We did both work in the same mall. She worked right across uh, for a little while or so. Um, but I think I was off because I remember being in civilian clothes. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, this woman ordered and was really rude to her. It was like the, one of the worst human beings ever. And she made her cry. And so I'm, you know, me being the boyfriend, I witnessed this. I don't know how to be mean to people, Jeremy. I don't. <laughs> Wait, do you? I don't so, know how to like. So are you naturally like, I have to fucking do something? I have to step or in. was it your... I think that I'm supposed to do something, yeah, so I'm one. gonna do it. Because there's no way you were like, <laughs> that one? "Oh, this bitch!" You have to go. I well, like, I guess she's a bitch, and I guess I have to do I, something I about that. I need to. I need to show her that I'm here. She's not gonna give me a hand job if I do nothing. So I walk over, and I, like I said, I don't know how to be like rude or mean, really, to somebody. And so all, all I could think to do is once the woman sat down with her food, she was with her uh, looked like older teenage daughter. So I walk over, I'm like 16, and I'm like, you're a real bitch. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) There is no reason to do that, but I applaud you. But I was flicking her off as I was saying it. I said, you're a bitch. Have a nice day. And anyway, her daughter, well, I think she said, okay, thanks. Fuck you. Something mean (laughs) back. 
And uh, then her daughter's like, how dare you say that to my mom? And she launches her drink into my face, her full, <laughs> her full soda. Just took, she took the lid off first. So it had a massive amount. So it just chucked it at my face. Florida, and, baby. And so I, I stood there. And in silence for a moment. You just punched her? You just no, beat her up? No, no, no. I, I never usually go into the fight in fight or flight. It's usually uh, it's usually st- freezing. <laughs> so I froze. <laughs> and I was just like, and then I came to, and then I just kind of walked away. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just walked away. What else are you supposed to do, though? I don't know. <laughs> you should have called her a stupid cunt. That's what you should have done. I should have. You stupid cunt. I wish. Yeah. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> you stupid cunt. Your mom sucks your you dad. You were raised poorly. I hope you get that house you wanted. <laughs> your dad cheats on your mom. <laughs> you stupid cunt. <laughs> Walk away. Uh, that's so funny in a food court. You were in a food court. I was in a food court outside of a nature's table. <laughs> There's like fucking big planters. Yelling at it. Yelling at it. This is before Karens wait, were Karens, wait, but this was a Karen. There's big planters everywhere and just square, ta- dirty tables. Yeah, they're all like Which, teal. Oh my God, dude. And there's a McDonald's and a Sparrow's. And well, a there's, fucking- there's a bunch of ones that have gone in and out of business. Uh, and then there's the one Chinese place. That it stayed. I was there, um, shit, like four months ago. And it's the same Chinese food place in the center, in the middle. Really? With the same guy. Remember, he was no. always there. <laughs> it's the same guy. The same dude. He has never gone away. And he looks exactly the same. <laughs> he hasn't aged a day. I don't know what it is about it, but like the man has just fucking been running this, this Mediter- not Mediterranean, this uh, Asian food place. You know, it has like fried rice and noodles and Kung Pao chicken, all that stuff. It's the basics. And it's the same guy. Just the same dude. Looks exactly the same. Not a gray hair, full head of hair. But yeah, he's still (laughs) still fucking crushing it. You were there four months ago? Yeah. Is Great American Cookie still there too? No. (coughs) Really? Nope. That one lasted a long time. Remember the cigar shop? Yeah, Smoke Rings. Yeah. It's not there? No. What's there now? I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's still there or not. I don't think it is. It's always been there. And then right across from that was a comic book shop that I went in one time. They make milkshakes in the cigars. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. No, it was chocolate milk. No, they make Was milkshakes. it milkshakes? Yeah. I remember going <coughs> in there and getting milkshakes. coffee and espresso in it. Yeah, we would go. <laughs> we were teenagers. You suicide shake. And then go, yeah, that's right. It was, it was that, it was that, the that big one black guy. guy. Yeah. It was the big black guy. Yeah. Um, Do you think you can pull his name out of your ass? I'm thinking Mike, though. You think his name was also Mike? I, yeah, I'm thinking, because I didn't know his name for a long time. Because I kept going there. Even after he went to college, I'd go back into smoke rings with other a, buddies. Yeah. Mutual buddies. And get a milkshake? Yeah. You go in, you get a little cigar, and you buy a fucking ninja mall weapon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You buy right. like a pack of four sharp cards or something, and then you smoke a cigar in a leather chair. Yeah. And drink a milkshake and that has a milkshake. A, like twenty shots of espresso in it. Oh yeah, that's right. It had coffee in it too. Yeah, he had the in the back. It was a freezer, and it had the he had this brass espresso. That's machine right, thing. Yeah. with the eagle on it. Yeah, yeah. And he would go up there, and he'd be like, "Oh man, you want a suicide shake? Check this out." <laughs> he just scoop out vanilla ice cream, dude. Yeah, he had like Briar's vanilla ice cream in a freezer. Yeah, that's right. He just scoop it. He he'd scoop it like this. Yeah, I remember that place. It was cool because they let us get go in even when we were right. I don't want to call them out. I don't want to put them on blast. Fourteen, or anything. fifteen. <laughs> uh, 
You should bleep the name of that place. <laughs> Why? I think they're still in They business. didn't sell us any tobacco. You're right. They didn't. I didn't buy any tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, uh, normally we like to have the shows that we steal come on the show. Um, since uh, uh, Bill, Miss B, and Lizard couldn't be on the show today, they're very busy. They work in the service industry, so it's very difficult to negotiate this kind of collaboration. But I wanted to make sure that everybody uh, checks out their show because it's really, really funny hearing them talk about the crazy shit that they see in the service industry. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Yeah, tip everybody. We live in America. Grease them up. Grease their palms, man. I'll let you know. For a lot of things that uh, you pay someone else to do, I don't care if it's the guy cleaning your pool, the guy mowing your lawn, regardless of what it is, you give those fucking people like an extra 10 bucks here and there. Christmas time? You're going to money. Yeah. You're going to get a much better service out of whatever it is that they're doing because they're going to remember that. When that guy walks around for 25 minutes... Getting wet in your yard, making a graph. Give him a $10 bill. Yeah, give him a little something. Give him a Gatorade. That's why I fucking hated that guy. Oh, give him a Because he was just like, your company something. said it was free, so I figured, why not? I'm not free. Right. I'm a person. I have to make money, and I have to feed myself <laughs> and child my and daughter. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> just start opening my wallet. Sir, this is my daughter. Okay. <laughs> This is my daughter. You should slightly Photoshop your daughter over and over again so it flips out to like six pictures of different kids. <laughs> These are my children. Sir, I don't have 25 minutes to spare. <laughs> I always give somebody like a bottle of water. I offer people beer when they're, when they're done. Oh, doing yeah. Something at the I house. had some people working on my roof when I was living on uh, when I, you know, the last like house I was living in. Yeah. You know, they, there were some people working on the roof. The landlords were paying for the new roof. And so the guys up there, I was like, I actually went into Google and tr- translated it into Spanish of, hey, do you all, do you all want a beer? And so I walked out there you and I said just, it. You could have just walked up and been like, cerveza? Right. I could have done that, but I wanted to be polite and I wanted to do it in like a good way. And so <laughs> he's like, oh, you speak Spanish. Yeah, right. As and I was going like, to say. Oh, gonna... <laughs> not that much. No. <laughs> you could have done poquito. <laughs> I did. He's oh, poquito. I was like, yeah. Which means no. <laughs> Which means no, I don't. <laughs> pequeño. No, it's, <laughs> I know. Poquito is not that. Pequeño. Poquito is a little. Yeah, but I said pequeño. Which, which is, is small, little, tiny. Which is a descriptor for something. This, we don't have to go in. This isn't Paquito. This is Pequeño. What? This is small. Paquito is like a little bit. Small and a pequeño. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Pequeño is small. Yeah, right? that's what I said. Yes. You don't speak small Spanish. You speak a little Spanish. Oh, I see. You said Pequeño and he went, idiot. <laughs> what? Pe- tiny, tiny yeah. Spanish. You said I speak little midget Spanish. Dwarf Spanish, I speak. He goes, okay, none. You speak no Spanish. <laughs> I had a roofer working on a place and uh, he knocked on my door. I was packing my last bowl of weed. Into this sick ass fucking like octopus. I was, I had all the cool stuff. Oh, yeah. It was this octopus, like, had like percolators in it, but oh, it was a yeah. bowl. It wasn't a big bong. Uh-huh. It was like, hand, it was the it was size like a of my hand. Yeah, it was a bubbler the size yeah, okay. of my hand, but with really two cool. chambers. Yeah. And it had octopus all over it. And I was like packing the bowl and I like going to hit it. 
And the dude knocked on my door and I went, uh, and fucking flailed and I dropped it and it broke. And so there's water and the rest of my weed all over the ground. And I was like, well, I guess I got to still answer this. And it's right at the door. Like I was sitting, my table was right next to the door. So I got up and opened the door and the roofer was like, Hey, I'm here to check out on this thing. And, And I was like, yeah, it's cool, man. It's whatever. Get on up. This is before I was a roofer. Yeah. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Get up there. I don't care. Honestly, actually, and I opened my door wide. I was like, <laughs> you scared me when you knocked on the door, so I dropped this. My paraphernalia. And it was the rest of my weed, and fuck, dude, I got to go to work. I work at this restaurant, and he's like, hey, bro, my brother works at that restaurant. He just got out of prison, and he works at that restaurant. He's a line cook, and he told me who he was, and I knew who he was. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's cool, dude. I work over there, too. That's dope. And then I went to work and he went to work on my roof, right? Yeah. When I got home that night, I opened up the door and there was a bowl and a little bag of weed and a note from the roofer who was like, sorry, bro, here's a little something. And it was his bowl because it was used Yeah. and it was weed and he left me his shit. Oh. Yeah. He paid it forward. I was like, oh, roofers are dope, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Roofers are hella cool. And then I became one for 12 years. (laughs) We are Majizzy Pod. <laughs> Call us. <laughs> M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Michael and Jeremy, steal your podcast. If there's a podcast you would like us to steal, use the hashtag. I put the money under the rock by 95. 95 the numbers. That's not where the treasure is. And if, I'm telling you, it's not. It's 100%. It'd be too easy. So we are on Majizzy Pod. We are Majizzy Pod on all the things. Twitter, Instagram, dot com, M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Go to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash M-J-S-Y-P-O-D. Email the show at ajahuhjyeah at majizzypod.com. Call Michael at all hours of the day at (laughs) 903-287-0660. That is a number. Leave a voicemail. Call us. Send us your music. Harass us. Call and play it live over the phone. Mike will listen to it while at work. <laughs> I mean, hey, you won't know unless you try, right? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listener. Thank you, listener. Dear listener. Have you ever worked in the service industry? Yeah. Tell us about your stories and listen to the podcast that we stole to hear their stories. I'd love to talk to you. Tell me, tell me what happened. When did you, did you make out with the girl in the freezer? Oh, that's I'm sure a lot of people do that. Right. Uh, freezers uh, because the nipples get hard in the freezer. Oh, is that why they kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cold in here. I think we should kiss. My nipples are so hard. Right. Take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get changed in the freezer. Really? Yeah, cuz I'd walk all the way to work. Oh, yeah, and be and hot. I'd be so hot and sweaty. I'd go take my clothes, my work clothes. Wait, there's food the, in there. There's ice cream. Oh, no. It was the ice cream freezer. Oh, okay. It was the coldest one. <laughs> it was a little box, too. Oh. And you just went in. No one ever went in there. It, you just fucking walk in, and I'd just change. There's no light in there, pull. is there? Yeah. Oh, there is yeah, a light in there? there's a light bulb in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was dope, dude. You just sit there, it'd be so fucking cold. It's like cold to where it's always like frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing, blowing out around. of the... It's like being in the snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go change in there after walking. Not a bad idea. It was pretty cool. Love you. I love you, Jeremy. Let's fucking wrap this bitch up, dude. Ratchet. Just like a service industry, let's get out of here and have a drink, dude. Oh. Cheers, mate. Thanks, sir. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, I love you. 
I love you too, buddy. Bye. Michael and Jeremy think they could just take my donkey balls podcast. Well, j- jokes on them. Yes, hello. I think I have some information that you would find interesting. <laughs> Let's do a sound test. Hello. 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 Talk to you. Well, Jamie, how's your week? Wet. Did you see lots of bitches in Texas? No, it was wet. Whoa. It was hot and wet. Does that keep the bitches away? There are no bitches in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> not not the high. It's, not, it's, it's like I have a... <laughs> Can you do me a huge favor? What? Can you talk closer to the microphone? I don't want. I know, but it helped me. <laughs> Just a little bit closer. <laughs>